one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 22 of the Purple Octopus Red Sweater Podcast. My name is Red Wings, Evan. Um, always alongside me is Wes. Wes, how you doing? Wes right? 411. There you go. That's the Twitter. I'm doing good, bud. Had a had a pretty good week. What what would you get up to other than well, uh, fucking yeah. You want to jump right into your fucking experience last night there with the fucking just just yeah yeah the good seats at the fucking Iowa game. Yeah, so I live in Des Moines. If uh, you guys don't know, if it's your first time listening, and uh, the Iowa Wild play like literally 0.5 miles away from my apartment. And well, you can, you can, you didn't you say didn't didn't you show me you can see the rink? For, is it from your apartment? Yeah, yeah, I can see like the top of the arena, but. Um, the nice part in Des Moines is like the skywalks connect all parts of downtown. So like Detroit has a couple of those. Um, but yeah, so we just got shit faced pregame to pretty hard six o'clock puck drop against Henderson silver Knights took the skywalks. It was freezing. Um, and then we bought tickets in the second deck. And if, if you've ever been to an AHL game, like those tickets are dirt cheap, like pretty much wherever you sit, except what, for now on the what's glass. their rank. Like, is it a decent rank? Dude, it is unbelievable how like nice how, the how uh, what what would you think the capacity or do you know what it is i would guess like twelve thousand, but um okay okay but no it's a it's a nice place they built it in like 20 oh so the capacity is seventeen thousand, which is huge what's the rink called i just want to look it up the um wells fargo arena in des moines iowa uh, but yeah it's a really nice place oh, wasn't the fil- what didn't the flyers used to play at the wells fargo arena or do they still they still do yeah oh i think they still okay do. that's cool um, but anyway, yeah, they played Henderson. So, I mean, Henderson's a decent team. The Wild are kind of struggling this year, but obviously they pulled up guys like Matt Boldy. So you don't, you know, they're not going to be stacked anyway. Sorry. Got off topic. there. Fuck, yeah. He's having a year too. Sorry. Is, to, sorry to go off, but man, that guy's fucking, uh, yeah, he, gets yeah. me, he gets me cranked up when I see that and flying down the ice, yeah. man. Like even against Detroit, I was like, you son of a bitch. You better. He was going to the corner and I was like, you son of a bitch. You better not touch anybody. And, Cause I want to kick your ass. And every rookie just kills Detroit is what I've noticed over the last couple of years. But yeah, so uh back to the game we bought tickets in the second deck because all the second deck tickets are 30 bucks uh all of the um lower bowl are 35 except for the ice row or on the glass row which was 60 um i would say probably of that 17,000 capacity there's probably i don't know six seven thousand people there so almost halfway full somewhere around that and uh, now, how, are, how are the wild how is the iowa wild doing are they i don't even really they're like around 500 standings yeah oh, they're okay, like around so. 500 they're not, I don't know. They're like almost in last in their division. Um, but so we, we were sitting the top bowl um, on the bench side and we, we spotted these two tickets, the ones or two seats, the ones right next to the uh, away penalty box on the ice. So we're like, dude, fuck it. Let's just sneak down there at intermission, grab some tall boys. Sneak so sorry, down what? They were just open seats. So you just snuck it open. Like you noticed they were open the whole game. So yeah. Yeah. Fuck, yeah that's what I do too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's no usher. So you can just walk in, walk out. So, uh, yeah, we just walk in there and we're like, dude, if there's a Henderson player that gets a penalty, we're going to like do that stupid thing where like you write on your phone, like on Snapchat, like left hand for tits, right hand for ass. And usually like you've seen like those clips of players actually like, you know, interacting with fans doing that. We're like, oh, it'd be so fucking funny. Like we're shit faced, you know, it'd be, be a good time. Um, and then uh, Hayes on Henderson gets in a fight with uh, Iowa's captain, um, John Blank on his name. Oh, McLeod. And um so he was in there for 10 minutes. We're kind of like going back and forth. He wasn't like as responsive as uh, what's the other guy's name? Oh, were you trying to do it to him first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed it to him and like I have a clip of that as well. He looks oh, at okay. it. And, yeah, he kind of mm-hmm. just like laughs and like looks away. And then I it looked it looked like in, in the TikTok 
It looks like uh, fucking look it up. I, I, it's on our Twitter and our Instagram. Fucking yeah. great fucking video, man. Like I Funny said, I was with, I was with a bunch of fucking friends last night. We were dying at it for like twenty minutes. Yeah, I sent it to my dad this morning. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" And uh, <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, it's Evan at the uh, Iowa Wild game. Yeah. He's dying too, man. Well, He's so laughing." The clip that you're talking about, um, fucking Hayes got a ten minute for fighting. Um, didn't get a misconduct. So I'm, we'll talk about that in a second. Cause I'm confused about that rule anyway. So, um, Matt Bodanes gets a minor for like slashing or tripping, whatever the fuck it was comes in the box. I flash it to him. He like throws a stick against the glass and like puts up both hands. So a uh, pretty funny moment. I was like, fuck yeah. Cheers boys. Yeah. Um, what I was sorry. What I was, uh, it looked like, uh, it looked like it's funny. You say Hayes wasn't really responsive. Cause it yeah. looked like Zach told, uh, told Bowden to yeah. do it. I think he, <laughs> he, he like, the way have. he looked at, it, he was like, fucking proud and now that you say that that you were trying to do it to him he probably was like fuck man go along with this kid would you <laughs> yeah 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 because they're both young dudes zach hayes is a 99 birthday so he's yeah that's crazy but um good old calgary alberta boy yeah dude that game honestly was one of the most boring hockey games i had watched in a long time well speaking of the fucking red wings uh for like the first 40 45 minutes of the game and the last last 15 minutes were awesome like fights uh, five goals in the last like eight minutes. So yeah, it was electric. Wow. Yeah, what was you? the final? What was the final score? It was five, one, uh, wild. And they're down one zero with like 17 minutes to go in the third. And they just like put oh, it on. Oh shit. They just fucking, yeah. who was, who, uh, who was playing that? Uh, the kid, the kid in, um, Henderson's night was actually a stud. Ferg- like Ferguson, Dylan Ferguson. No, like Spiera or whatever. Uh, I got, I'll have to look up his name, but he's not a very, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. He makes some crazy saves, but he lets in some like really easy ones, but I got a future for sure. But yeah, what'd you get up to this weekend? Ah, uh, fuck man. You know, just pretty much hung out with a bunch of friends and, uh, you know, I didn't get up to do anything too fucking wild. Uh, I actually, uh, I just actually fucking crashed at my buddies last night. Fucking came in from their house, came in from his house and, uh, probably like, fuck, I don't know, eight o'clock this morning. And, yeah. uh, it was completely clear and everything. I fucking went to the bathroom, you know, did some shit. And then I looked out my kitchen window and I'm like, holy fuck. It's like a blizzard outside. I couldn't even see the fucking road or the ground. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know how that just happened, but 60 degrees outside in Iowa, baby. Fuck you. Oh, it's minus two, baby. You guys are almost there though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at the tail end of it. Yeah. We usually get pre- pretty hammered in March. Uh, yeah. So towards 27 Fahrenheit here. Minus, mm-hmm. uh, we usually get pretty hammered actually where, where I'm at, uh, in Windsor. Uh, in March, like we, we have it pretty mild all winter where we'll yeah. have like two or three big snowfalls. And usually in like three or four days, the fucking sun comes out and just blasts the it's snow all gone. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it seems like we always just get, it'll be re- like last weekend. It was like 70 degrees here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. I was, I was doing yard work in my backyard and shit. I was outside in shorts and uh, yeah. And like I said, now we're blasted with a blizzard and it's fucking 25 yeah. degrees. Um, so if you're not familiar, we probably should have said this in the beginning for the new listeners. This is a Red Wings podcast, so we can get into that. Um, but I'm going to drop this on you. This might be news for you, but I've, and that's exact- not a fucking wild Jersey I have hanging behind it me. Does with my own like name it does look like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've made the executive decision that, and I'm sure you'll be on board too, but for uh trade deadline day, let's do a, a live stream on YouTube as well as a Twitter spaces. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So we'll do that. Uh, it probably starts for you around like what 8 a.m. your time, um, nine my time, something like that. Like we'll, we'll kick it off around that. Um, 
buddy, I used to yeah, like, I, and I'm not even talking about when I was a kid, I'm talking like six, seven years ago, me and my buddies used to get together the night before the trade deadline yeah, and dude. fucking free agency. Cause it's such a big deal in Canada. And I'm yeah. talking, there was like eight, 10 of us. We'd go to like one of my buddy's houses and we'd just drink all night and like pretty much like crash for a few hours and wake up and be like, yeah, let's fucking go trade deadline or fucking, you know, free agency, whatever. And we'd just be fucking going, man. We'd have, you know, TSN and Sportsnet and everything going because they got fucking all day fucking coverage, man. And uh, I don't know. I don't got cable anymore, so I don't have TSN, but I have Sportsnet. Uh, I prefer TSN, I guess, but Sportsnet comes with the NHL fucking network and all that shit. So, uh, yeah, there you go. No, yeah, I can see like being like a fucking religion over there because like, same in the States is like hockey, like free or is football, like free agency, drafting, all that shit. But yeah, Lights Room will be sick. Um, we'll get into it because and I'll, I'll make this point once we get into the actual episode, but I think there's going to be a fire sale the way that they've looked the last couple of weeks. It has been tough Detroit fire sale. Yeah. 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 I can see a lot of guys. Uh, um, but I, but I, I mean, also in the other factor, you look, uh, I mean, even when he was rebuilding Tampa, Iserman wasn't really. You know, fucking even like Tampa had some dark, dark times there. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, at the beginning where, you know, Wiseman, what, 07, 09, he went in there, 10? Uh, yeah, I think 10 maybe. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Make I think point. he, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, and they had some, they had some bad years, but they still had some, you know, they had, had they had like Cavalier and St. Louis still and Stamkos coming up. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is he never really fucking, you know, shelled out. Um, He's not one, I guess. He's uh, more conservative, you know, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he's a conservative seller, conservative buyer. Yeah, he doesn't hit the panic button on a five-game losing streak. Like, oh my god, we got to get rid of the whole fuck. I don't roster. think Steve Eisman's ever hit the panic button. That guy's like the most. Oh, chill I don't know fucking... that he's ever been nervous, but maybe that's <laughs> yeah, he's fucking up in the press box, just <laughs> ripping his bomb. Fuck, it might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you, you know he's got that <laughs> pen in his pocket for sure. Yeah, dude, that that clip is all time. That, that that's like honestly one of the highlights of the year. Uh, is that Chicklets? Would Biz talk to him about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, yeah, that Kirby Doc story. And then when Biz talked to him about it, like, and that's what I'm saying. I, I'm reeling it. I'll tell you, I'll say it fucking a million times, man. Paul Bissonette, Biz Nasty is the goddamn best fucking He's thing the National thing. Hockey League has going for them. The yeah. number one best thing. The fucking, you see his little fucking dance thing on TNT. Dude, those clips go viral once a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they're on, if they're on twice a week and he's on. Yeah. yeah. And the funny is, is uh, I don't think he was a Gretzky wasn't on that little dance one last. He wasn't. um, It's it's awesome when he's doing stupid ass shit and Gretzky's 100 percent behind him. (laughs) I know. Like, because it's just to see those those two different personalities it's which is, and they, they mesh so great yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah and i mean gretzky was around the coyotes there when biz was there for a little bit yeah. too so they knew each other but to have to have that like you know when you have gretzky who's like the mr you know perfect right mr wonderful and then biz who was like pretty much the oh my god the nhl's a party now because biz nasty's here right and then they, that they just get along so well together and gretzky just loves all the dumb shit he does because Wayne probably knows it too, that he's the best thing that there is. True. All right. So I, I wanted to ask this question just because I don't know. It's going to lead where we talk about, but do you want the good news or the bad news first about the Red Wings? And I think all my points you'll agree with for the most part. Yeah. I think there's more bad news. So let's start with the good news. All right. Good news is Jacob Brown is back and he's kicking ass. Fuck, isn't he ever, man? 
That guy Looks like a, he hasn't missed a game. So it, it's official to say that the Red Wings won that trade tenfold. Between yeah, I mean Mantha's missed a lot of time too, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. a one for one. So yeah, we we rob him. If it's a one for one, it, it would take a couple years, you know, like the yeah. like the host uh, yeah, yeah. trade. But uh, yeah, no, we got we got prospects with it too. And we got a first we and a second. We flip and we flip panic for Letty. Yeah, fuck. Speaking of Letty, that's gonna suck. I don't. What do you think he gets? Like a fourth rounder, maybe right now. If, if he does get, well, they pretty much have to move him, right? There's no reason to hold on to him. We're we're heading and then, he towards, wa- and then he's gonna walk away. Yeah. Right. We're heading towards Shane Wright, not the playoffs. So you may as well sell off all these UFAs. Get what you can from him. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, but yeah, other good news. I, I, is- I think. I think. Sorry to just uh, no, no, go ahead, go the ahead. thing. I think. Uh, I think he'll still fetch like a second. Um, mm. Just because. Just just like uh, the first day of free agency, the trade deadline is just the same, and the fact that. GMs panic. True. And they don't know what to do and they over fucking pay. They're now they're sitting there and it's and it's noon and they're going, Oh my God. Oh fuck, I haven't done anything. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. The guys I wanted are gone. Oh fuck. What do I do? What do, oh better go get Nick Letty and give him a second or, yeah. or else he'll be gone and then I'm fucked. And, and it's the same thing on the first day of free agency, you know. You throw fucking money at guys because you don't know who else is gonna throw them the money. And then, you know, a week later, two weeks later, it's like, oh, this guy's still sitting around. So, you know, I can be more precautious now. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, other good news is that the Mo Sider kill list keeps growing. Um, we're going to come back to this game, but he added Chikorin, Jacob Chikorin to the kill list. He um, smoked. I don't I forgot how the play went because I was turning that game on and off to watch some March Madness stuff, but. He kills either Chikrin or another defenseman. Another guy comes up, is pissed off. Mo kind of like, you know, hits him in the face. Play continues. Um, he gets like a sword swing at him in the like the hip lower knee area. Um, no penalty, of course, because the Red Wings don't get calls. Um, I think I did a terrible job of explaining that, but I think that if you're watching this podcast, you probably saw the play, you know what I'm talking about. But Talk about the guys that Mo Sider has just like gotten into it with this year is pretty fucking cool. Like Austin Matthews, Crosby, and he doesn't, yeah, and he doesn't give a fuck who you are. Like, and I I don't think it's not a disrespect thing. No, no, no. no. I just think it's him going, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll fucking beak off to uh, you know Matt Boldy. Or I'll do it to Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Or, you know, fuck. in my first NHL game, I'll fucking rip a puck from Hedman after the That's whistle right. and just skate away. Like, I forgot about he's that. just like, hey, <laughs> fuck it. I'll, I'll do it. Oh, you're Hedman. Oh, you're Ovechkin. Oh, you're Crosby. Oh, you're a fourth line bum. Yeah, he'll do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much all the good news and I have. He's had. always got that fucking, like, anytime anybody comes back at him, he's always just, like, looks so dead and then gives him that subtle little fucking smirk. Yeah, and it's just, like, yeah. this guy's just, just, I don't know, man. I love him. He's a killer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all the good news I had about the wings. Is there anything you want to add as far as, like, good stuff goes? Uh, yeah, there's not a lot. Not uh, a lot. I mean, other than what we talked about, yeah, Verona's fucking two two goals his first two games, fucking kill it. Yeah, yeah, three points in three like, games, looking good. Like I said, it looks like he hasn't missed a fucking second, man. Looks like yeah, you know, he's a, he's 100%. That's good. Um, that's what we needed. Um, and uh, yeah, fuck, it's exciting to see him back, but uh, yeah, not not really much more good news, I guess. So we'll go yeah, on to I the guess- bad because there's a lot of that. 
the ton of bad, but like one thing, like when you were talking, it kind of reminded me of like how fun and exciting it was to watch the Red Wings in October and November. Jacob Vrana has that October, November Red Wings energy right now. The rest of the team is like fucking sailing into the sunset, whatever. So we can transition to bad. Hey, sorry to just to touch on Vrana again. I saw so many people on Twitter on the first game on Red Wing Twitter saying he fucking, he was not even noticeable. And I'm like, First game what back. are you talking I don't think about? He, he, I thought he was fucking, I mean, probably I was looking for him. So I, you know, when he was on the ice, yeah. I saw him and I'm watching, but he, yeah, he was noticeable, man. He was like, he was digging in the corners and he's a little guy too. And I mean, like I said, I don't yeah, really yeah. remember his whole game much from last year. Um, cause, cause there was so little other 11 than games yeah. a, other than he was a fucking stallion. But uh, yeah, man, for a little fucking guy, he's, he gets nasty in there. He goes in the corners. He'll, he'll get up against the boards and do the work. Yeah. He, he doesn't look like he missed one second. No, you're right. I, I agree too. And like, he's a guy that probably will need some time to look like his full self. Like if I don't think this is a hundred percent Jacob Vrana, like we're probably going to see improvements still between now and the end of the year. So whatever that looks like, it's going to be around a point per game, which is like, we need that very badly in offense right now. Yeah. I actually just had to let him go on my uh, franchise mode. So How, uh, what year are you in uh, franchise mode? Like 20, like 30. No, I think it's 26, 26. I just, yeah, I just won the four. Oh no, maybe 25. Cause I think it's only the fourth season there, you know, two times Stanley cup champs, no big deal. Jesus uh, but yeah, Jesus. but I had, I had re-signed him on a one year, like fucking $13 million deal. Jesus. And, what uh, was he pu- putting up like 90 bucks oh, a year? Oh fuck. Yeah, I think so. And it was a fucking on of what fucking Raymond was fucking doing at a fucking 99 overall fucking Lucas Raymond. He That's just fucking blew the fuck That's up. fucked, yeah. Yeah, and I think Cider's like a 96. There. But you know, every time you, if you just start another one, it's always different. Like, yeah. And even if you like, you know, when you got the, like what the kind of player, the per- like if their potential's like, oh, elite high. Yeah. When you start the franchise mode, it may not start as that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so then he wanted, he wanted like an eight year or he wanted a seven year deal at like nine mil a year. And I was like, no, bud, sorry. I got to pay Raymond insider. See ya. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a big boy contract, but I still got like fucking $14 million in cap space, I think. But I was like, yeah, I'm not throwing it all the way over on for that long because I signed Raymond insider to uh identical eight year, 12 and a half million dollar deal. Patrick can Jonathan taste. Yeah. <laughs> still, yeah. Or the Zach Parisi and, uh, <sighs> Yeah, Ryan Suter, buy me Ryan out. Suter see special. you later. Yeah, thanks for coming. Let me keep the change. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make. I'm gonna go get a paycheck from someone else too. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Fuck. Yeah, thanks for the fucking quick six mil or whatever the fuck it was per yeah. year. But... Keith, little Keith Yandel pull this year, eh? Fuck. Yeah. Florida paying him fucking seven mil, and he's fucking getting a mil from Philly. That's nice. And his family, and he's just living in Philly with fucking uh, Kevin Hayes. Like yeah, his must wife be and nice. kids are in, his wife and kids are still in Miami. See ya. Yeah. And and the fact that he's boys with Hayes too, it's like, well, see, I'm going to chill with my fucking best friend. The wife's probably like, no, 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 this can't be good. <laughs> right. Wait, this is like the last year of doing this. You fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're coming back to Florida next year. You're retired or something. Yeah. Um. Let's get to the fucking bad because there's a lot of it, and I think yeah. that it, this is a good time to talk about it because we are getting close to the deadline. A lot of changes are probably going to happen between now then and you know moving into the off season. Um, my biggest issue and that I really want to dive into is the progression of this team from training camp until let's call it November 15th, when they were hot, playing good hockey, they looked like they were going to 
blow the roof off of our expectations has come to a grinding halt. They look like dogs right now. The last couple of weeks have been really tough. Um, I, October, November, I was counting down the seconds until puck drop. Now it's like, oh, we got to watch these fucking assholes again tonight. Get buried by the Coyotes I did too. The thing is, the point that I want to make is that progression is so important this year. And we've talked about it a, a ton on this podcast. This is a big step for this team. We clearly have a one C now. We have two all-star rookies, a forward and a defenseman in Moe and Lucas Raymond. Most Sider and Lucas Raymond. Um, and that progression needed to come in, you know, in those ways, as well as have like a PSU to take a step, which he did. Um, yeah. As well as Joe Valeno, hopefully look like he's an NHLer. You can make an argument for and against that. You need Philip Zadina to start filming that. He's not doing that. Well, I mean, Valeno's getting time at least. And then, you know, he's also, he's also going back and he's played some games in Grand Rapid and, mm-hmm. and got, and got, you know, the, the luxury of big minutes there. And yeah. um, I think he'll be, he'll be primed. I think his development has been taken very seriously rather when Zadina, who was just thrown right into it by Holland, Mm-hmm. Um and and Valeno went back to juniors and you know and played around even though he was still a first round pick also yeah I think I think the development's uh going good on on Big Joe and fuck I think he's gonna be a force for a long time hopefully with us yeah I I do think that he will be I don't know like a middle six center like at best case he fits in at a two C but it's not gonna be with Detroit if he is a two C I think we've made that point before as well um. But yeah, yeah I, because probably because Lambert will be our two C. It it's looking like it could be very well. Um, but yeah, or, I, I guess or I'll like, take Slavkovsky on the wing. See, I'm kind of leaning towards. I know we need we need a center, but Slavkovsky is like from where he came to what he's projecting now is he he's going to be a great asset. And so the mind. fact that it was that he just blew up at the World Juniors, and then it was done, and it was like, oh no, I want to see this guy. And I mean, that's, uh, you know, they're going to do the juniors again, but like a lot of your draft stock is what goes on in, in December at the world juniors. Yeah. 100%. And when that's taken away, it's like, uh, like you look at the OHL last year, they didn't even have a fucking season. Well, how do I know who to fucking draft, man? They're not even playing hockey. Yeah. So, so yeah, to, to have that world juniors ripped away when you're, when you're no, no matter what country you're from, it's, it's that, that puts you on the worldwide stage and, and, you know, the GMs and whatever can watch you every night and not just hear about you from scouts about what you did in the WHL yeah. or, you know, what you did in, in the Swedish junior leagues or whatever. But yeah, so that puts you on the world stage and you're with the best of the best and you're all about to get drafted. So, but yeah, yeah, he, he looks like he could be good. Um, oh yeah. Hopefully Lambert, like I said, could be our two C fuck uh yeah I, like you know and rasmussen i don't know what unless he shifts to wing but i mean we're full up at wing too um and, and i mean i could see rasmussen as kind of grinding as a fourth line center for for a little bit or you know a yeah. third line kind of like a darren helm darren helm was a good player man i loved him but you know that's that was his job yeah and you know maybe that's his job and and what will elmer soderblom's job be if if he can make the nhl i mean he's looking prime but i mean this is this is the swedish hockey league man it's not the national hockey league and, and i see people always say oh soderblom we're getting soderblom oh johansson edvinson they're all getting, yeah. yeah yeah let's hold it on like johansson and Willinder and if soderblom two of those right guys hit it'll because, be a miracle yeah i think edvinson is, is gonna be a hit i think so too um, i mean it's that listen he's not gonna hit like fucking eisman hit with a cider 
because no one's going to hit like like Joe Sackick hit with Makar and it's I going, with yeah. and we're not going to get another we're not just going to be lucky enough to maybe Edvinson gets there maybe like a Byram to a Makar it's a good point that you make though because the way that most Siders are already progressing like that was lightning in a bottle like that probably won't happen for five more years for a different team it probably won't be the Red Wings maybe it could be but yeah, I like still just, love the the uh, when Eisenman drafted him and he was like from Mannheim, Moher Cider and Cider's like, yeah, what? Like, he fuck? was like, what? Me? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? I, yeah. Did did he say? Is he right? Does he not know how to speak German? What happened? He must be a great fucking interviewer. That's for damn sure. I think Eisenman puts a lot of stock in those interviews from like what we've heard around the league. Yeah, and I mean, you gotta be you're gonna be the best version of your fucking self when you're talking to somebody like Eisenman, you know? And I'm I would Sackett. shit my pants. I mean, not that you'd be disrespectful, I think, but I mean, I'm not bringing the same level of serious and intensity if I'm a, I mean, hopefully they, they probably are because they're professionals, they're kids, there's, but, but when you walk into a room and you're one-on-one or, or whatever, and there's scouts in the room too, but when you're talking to Kyle Dubas, uh, I'm not at the same level of intensity I am when I'm talking to Sackick or Iserman. Yeah. And like the Isaac. Isaac, Iserman and Sackick, like when they walk in a room, like you can like feel their presence. Kyle Dubas is probably like a guy that you want to like sit down and like talk analytics and like pick his brain about like different things that you would for like a Sackick and Iserman. Um, to wrap up like this progression point though, and then we can kind of move on here. But um, I, I think because of the hot start, our expectations kind of shifted and rightfully so because we do have to break out of this bubble where like we are a dog shit team. We, you, you have to get like that middle of the pack NHL team and games like uh, a couple nights ago in the coyotes. And then I didn't watch last night. I was at the game, but uh, the Iowa wild game, but it seemed yeah, like I didn't see much of the game last night either. Actually. Okay. But... Look at us. Good, good Red Wings podcasters, not even doing our job, but um, it, it didn't seem like it went very well. You, you get, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was on at my buddy's house, but you know, with the, there were so many people. But yeah, I was yeah. kind of paying attention. To that three nothing, I take it. Fuck yeah, fucking move us down the standings, baby. Give me Shane Ray, exactly. give me Brad Lambert, give me Yuri Slikovsky. Fuck yeah, but yeah, you just can't have those games anymore. You get, we got to cut those out. You know, so we we can continue to have them for this season. I'm fine with that, but I'm not. See, I'm not. The, okay the team, the team is still uh, just uh, you shitty. Know, they're a, shitty. A progr- yeah, but there's still a progression and a work in progress. Jeez, you know, like. Yeah. You look how many guys on our on our NHL roster are, um, you know, have hit their potential and they're there and this is who they're going to be. Like, fuck, yeah. we've seen just this year that we were wrong about Dylan Larkin. I you always were. said Dylan Larkin is not good enough to be the number one center on a fucking playoff Stanley Cup contender. And he's a 2C at best if he stays in Detroit. Hopefully, because hopefully we'll get a better center. And now it's like, and show me a better center than Larkin. Like, I'll fucking put up some fight. There are better centers. I'm not saying he's the best. Right. But right, right. Uh, you're going to be hard pressed to find me 20 fucking centers that are better than Don Larkin. 15 I'd say he's top 15 center. Yeah. 15 centers. You can't tell me 15 are better yeah. than him. Um, and I think kind of that point is like, a lot of this is confidence. Like it's a young team and we focus a lot on the younger guys, but also you talked about guys who, you know, should be progressing or whatever, but it's also like the guys who probably aren't going to be NHLers on a lot of other teams like Danny DeKaiser. Um, you know what I mean? DeKaiser's like, not going to be an NHLer at all. 
Well, I guess we didn't even talk about that, but yeah. Yeah, no sorry, longer... to, sorry to say, I, I meant to, uh, I lost, I forgot where my train went there, but when yeah, I was yeah. saying progression, like, but all that, like, so yeah, Larkin, yeah, he's he's our 1C now. That That's bona fide unless, mm-hmm. you know, we got a Shane Wright or a Brad Lambert that are, and then they put Larkin in the fucking dust, like, you know, Eisman did right. Fedorov, but uh, <laughs> uh, not that he did it to him, but I mean, Fedorov couldn't progress over him because, sorry, he's the best. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Rasmussen, I mean, he's still a work in progress, but we know that he's, I mean, he's still progressing and he's still, I mean, like a prospect almost, even though he's been in the league a couple of years. Like, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and same with Zadina, like fuck guys still on an entry level deal shit, but uh, yeah, they're getting better. But I mean, we, we are seeing what, where Rasmussen's going to be. He's going to be, like I said, a, a helm third, fourth line. We know what most likely happening with the progression of Phillips Adina is yeah. it's going to happen somewhere else. Yeah. And I, uh, I mean, even yeah, in our defense and all that too, like, Hey, fuck, by the way, defense, Mark Stahl, 1000 last night is big shout out to Mark. Stahl. Yeah. Shout out Mark Stahl. Fucking legend. Yeah. For you sure. see the video too. Every, there were two words about Mark Stahl and everybody was like legend. Oh yeah. The best, the World best class, dude, yeah. superstar. And Nadelkovich is like, I don't know. I don't want to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think I the point that you can be really negative on is like where they've gone defensively from the first couple of weeks of the year to where they are now. Like there has been a significant regression in their defense. Like I've noticed it more and well, more. Well, like, it's 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 also the tailing off of careers, right? Like Stall and a hundred percent. But I'm saying like the defensemen that are like the at home defensemen, they have to pick up slack for forwards that are not good at defense especially guys like ps Suter. like he has played some horrific defensive shifts and um not to take away from ps Suter. i love ps Suter, and he's a great player but like you've noticed him like he looks lost out there on defense sometimes and when, when the puck gets close to the net if it's like a rebound or anything i just close my eyes at this point because like it's probably gonna be a tip in um that's gotta stop um but yeah that's like my biggest concern is that like not that we are expecting like a huge outburst of like defensive efficiency or anything like that, but like the way the way where it's at now is concerning to me. Uh, I'm not con- really concerned because I feel like the 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 young guys are playing well. Yeah, and what it is is it's a mix of you know not good enough yet. And not tailing off of careers good anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, everybody gives Letty a fucking hard time, but like, let's be real, man. He's been around a long fucking time. He's been in the show. Um, who said we were getting the Nick Letty from 2015 when we got him? Like everybody, yeah, yeah, thought, yeah. oh, he's going to be a, he's going to be the number two. He's going to with most cider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, Oh, that hasn't happened. It's like, well, his career is tailing off, man. We also didn't get a fucking Mark Stahl from eight years ago. <laughs> You make a good point. And like, I feel like whenever we talk, like you definitely call me down a little bit because like, <laughs> it's not you like always a, blow I, things out of proportion, but I'm not like trying to be overly negative with these guys because we'll get, I, it's a question I want to ask you in a second, but like compared to what we thought they were going to be this year, like they've looked incredibly better. So like, I, I don't want to rag at them too much, but I just want to like bring that to light that, you know, the defense Christ it's, at least in my opinion, like I could be totally wrong. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an idiot, so I don't know. But um, Gustav Lindstrom was minus six against the Coyotes, so that puts a pretty good perspective on how that went. 
So yeah, uh, you had to go right at Lindstrom because I always say, hey, we don't know about him. He's doing good. That's the point that we've been making. We both agree on that. Like if yeah. if, and, if and, and now we know about him and it was a shit game. Like we yeah, heard his yeah. name and exactly. he had a goddamn bad game. So just don't talk about Gustav Lindstrom, I guess. Gustav Lindstrom should finish with a even plus minus every year. That would be a huge win for us. Okay, I don't even know <laughs> if uh here's a great fucking host of a right wing podcast. Has Yo Levy even played yet? He hasn't played yet now. Okay. So I am doing okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. To, you're good for sure. Unless he played last night, but I, I didn't see him on the uh, lineup ticket. So I don't think he did. Yeah. I didn't think he was uh, last night, but I wasn't sure if maybe the, the game before. And then I'm thinking, I don't know. I did watch that game. That was the Minnesota game. So. Yeah. Uh, we touched on uh, the trade deadline coming up soon and there's probably going to be a couple changes. Um, probably one or two at least. I do want to talk about Jeff Blaschel and like, where do you think he stands in the org right now? Uh, do you think he's on the hot seat at all? What's I don't think like- Steve Eisman's going to fire him. I think he just finishes the year and he does That's not what- get a new contract. Yep. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a point to fire him and Mid-season. bring in somebody else. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like you're not trying to run at the playoffs and he's not doing awful. Like, you know, Montreal, after Dominic Duchamp, after their interim head coach brings them to the Stanley Cup finals, they give him a huge deal, and then they fire him a couple months later. There's no need to do that because Blasio will do for the rest of the year. He'll do, yeah. And I think just because, like, how good the team – I shouldn't say how good. The way that they were playing for the first, like, little bit of the season, it reflected on Blasio. Like, he was making personnel changes. Like, his player, de- player de- deployment was – much better than it was like the last couple of years. I think he's starting to like slide back into that bad player uh, deployment. I, I don't know. I, I've definitely changed my tune on him a little bit and I'm, I'm tough on Blash. I think he has done a good job, but it's kind of sliding back to what it was, you know, 2019. Uh, but we, yeah, we also have this weird team. Sorry to cut you off. We also have this no. weird team just uh, on the deployment thing. We also have a weird team where you it's don't tough. really know what line's going to work. Like yeah. some nights, Nemesnikov puts up four fucking points and, and uh, Larkin doesn't do thing, a shit thing. And then, so, you know, sometimes it's Fabry or, and it's like, oh, I don't know what line to fucking, you know. And I, I will give him credit there because like after the Coyotes game, he, he blew up the lineup. He changed a lot of things around. And I think that's something you probably should do when you lose nine to two to the worst <laughs> in the league. So I'll give him credit there. Um, hey, fuck. The Yotes had a fucking time though. Hey, they beat the Leafs twice too. They're buzzing. They want that ASU uh, stadium. They apparently don't want Shane Wright. I'll yeah, take him. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, help us. And if Marty St. Louis doesn't fucking want him either, apparently. Holy fuck, they're been buzzing, man. Caulfield, holy fuck, if Caulfield would have had St. Louis at the start of the year, we wouldn't even know about Raymond and Zegers. It'd be the cool Caulfield show. I mean, that's, that's what a, I thought last what, year that yeah. it was the Caulfield show. And then all of a sudden, it was just slumped this year. But, exactly. I mean, he got the new coach and – and, you know, he's a St. Louis kind of player because they were, you know, the same kind of size, same kind of player uh, overlooked. Well, I mean, St. Louis was overlooked. Caulfield was a high pick. But um, right. St. Louis was also uh, changed the game for little fucking guys. You know, hey, I'll come in. I'll be this little fucking guy and I'll get it done. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, whatever he's doing to Cole Caulfield, keep doing that, Marty, because he's doing well. I mean, I put 50 bucks on Caulfield to win the, um, the call. They're also put money on Cider, which I, I think as of right to. now. Yeah, I think I think, go, right I think Cider wins it. There's yeah. the you you can debate all you want, Zegers and Raymond, and it's a it's a debate. It's a Michael good one. Uh, yeah, no, 
I mean, yeah, he'll be tossed in there, but I mean, look at the fucking team he plays on to what fucking Raymond and Zegris play on. Um, yeah. You know, we, fucking Raymond has Bertuzzi and Larkin, but that's not, you know, Matthews and Marner. No, not you know, a little ho- bit. Hope, hopefully next year it is, but not right now. Like, and, uh, and also Raymond's not fucking 47 like Michael Bunting is, but, uh, I think the but only yeah, way. Yeah, I think if, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you can't tell me that Zegris or Raymond, like I said, you could debate the better player. You can't tell me there's a better fucking rookie in the NHL than Moritz Sider, and he's going to do this no. for a long fucking time, hopefully. Let's lock him up right now, Eisenman. I know he's got three years left on his deal. Fucking ring him a 15-year contract Dude. right now. 15 you can't by even 15. do it. Fuck fucking it. bring it back. <laughs> bring him back. Yeah. No, and uh, I, I wanted to talk about uh... – I, I can never say his name on this podcast because I can't fucking talk. Alex Ndukovic, Um, He's been struggling as of late as well. I think I probably should have baked in this take with the defensive take because when you, when you have a terrible defense, you can't expect your goalie to save everything. Um, but Especially he has when he's a rookie himself. Technically. <laughs> he's kind of like Michael yeah, Bunting. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, but I mean, for a, goalies don't usually fucking, you know – really show up till like 27 28 this guy's dude, 33 in some cases yeah tell tim thomas hey fuck yeah so yeah we have an issue there as well i mean like the whole in our defensive zone is just a mess right now but i you have been like kind of saying it without saying it but like we're not worried about this season, or i guess i'm a little bit more worried than you are but not being as worried about this season as much as like you know the coming years because as of right now we're playing with house money where we are is like shocking to everyone um but yeah i am still excited for what's to come like the deadline's going to be electric we'll get some new guys new faces in here hopefully that sparks something um i mean potentially falling down the draft order more getting closer to shane wright's always a good problem to have so it's not all doom and gloom in detroit no uh can you remember what eiserman uh, other than the swap of picks, what else we gave? I think it was Dallas to get the 15th for Cosa. Cause I know we swapped it them like the 23rd for the 15th. We... Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know. I thought maybe there was a prospect involved. I really had no, but I was going to say, you know, Eisenman can, Oh, Oh, wow. We give up another pick. Uh, you know, Eisenman can just snake up the draft order nine fucking picks by giving away a fucking second rounder that nobody will ever probably hear of. <laughs> yeah so i mean if we land at 10 he'll get the first fuck it right I'm trying to find the exact trade but yeah it, i think it was the 23rd overall pick or i'm sorry the um 15th pick for the 14th i thought it was the 23rd for the 15th is it 20 yeah 23 because it was the it was anthony mantha pick that we got gave them that plus ours yeah, yeah okay and then also yeah that was it okay cool that's looking like a good uh, pick too. He he struggled for a bit, but he's back on track now, right, Kosa? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and they they've. Uh, I mean, they had their trade deadline. I think it was in January in the in junior hockey, but because um, their playoffs are actually real and right around the corner here. Yeah, but um, he uh, they yeah they put a fucking they. I think they realized. Uh, I don't think he was on a great team, the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. I'm not really sure. I don't want to offend anybody if they're a fucking diehard oil Kings fan, but uh, I didn't think they were that great, but they've, uh, I think they realized what they had in Cosa and another guy and, and they've put 
fucking uh, guys around him. Like they picked up uh, Jake Neighbors, who played for St. Louis at the beginning of the year. They picked up um, Luke Prokop, who's the uh, Nashville defenseman, the That's kid, right. the, uh, yeah, first yeah. Uh, athlete to come out of the closet. Yeah, yeah. So they've they've really been putting some shit around him, and you know, and that's what you do in junior hockey when you realize. Yeah. I mean, you got you got two, three years that you can be good. And then you might tail off for seven unless you're the fucking London Knights. But um, yeah. So you realize, Hey, we got these two guys that are going to the show next year. Let's go and get four or five guys around them and let's fucking do this thing. Let's go for it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, uh, while, while we're on goaltending also uh, the last week or so, Jan fucking Bednar has been absolutely standing on his head, oh, running shot fucking he's on highlights every night on Sportsnet, man. And I'm like, and they, they do show junior hockey highlights a little bit, but I mean, he's on there like, oh, look, I feel like it's every day. It's probably not because yeah. they don't, they only <laughs> play like three times a week, but right. fuck all I ever, every feels like again, yeah, Jan Bednar. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, he's he's running it for uh, I think he plays for Acadie Ak- Bathurst in Quebec, but uh, yeah, he's having a good fucking year too. And I think they did the same thing and they put a they uh, built a trade team around him also. Good, good to hear. That's the shitty part about living in the states with hockey. Well, for a lot of reasons, but if you want like junior hockey coverage at all, like you got to go seek it out. Like it's never going to come to you, except for the World Juniors. That's 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 the one junior thing that you can see on American TV. Yeah, um, yeah, but I I mean I can't watch. NCAA hockey anywhere. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be on not really that junior hockey's on a lot either, but I mean, they guess they show it on the highlights, but they didn't, I, yeah, I don't know a goddamn thing about college unless I look it up. Oh, dude, it, it's, I maybe watch like one or two college games a year on like cable TV. The rest have to like go like illegally stream. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to, fuck, man, when I was in high school, I used to watch Michigan hockey religiously. They're so nasty. Well, they're good this year too, obviously. Yeah fucking 10 first or first round draft picks on their team i uh i played with a guy growing up that was uh he was a year older than me but i think when when i was in grade nine so he was in 10th grade uh he was he started getting recruited by uh michigan let's say and uh yeah oh yeah man and he was this guy was fucking unbelievable but uh yeah he was uh i mean not that unbelievable but because you know like he wasn't going junior but hey michigan that yeah he was good but um yeah, and that year he uh near the end of that year, his his grade ten year, uh we were playing a game in like I think London and uh he blew his fucking knee out and that was it. Michigan never talked to him ever again. Yikes, that sucks. That's yeah. really sucks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, yeah. Uh that's pretty much all that's I have all the- that's all it takes though, you know what I mean? Like True. Even when we when we talked to Ryan, you know, those two other guys that, that we talked about that I said were better than him. And he's like, yeah, they were, but they never grew. I mean, you get the breaks and you get the breaks. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's pretty much all I had for wing stuff. Do you have anything else? I We, we, we have some NHL stuff to go over. Um, no, I, I guess uh, since we were talking about prospects a lot, um, also uh, a couple, couple times in the last week or so, I've heard uh, on Sportsnet, uh, Oscar Plandowski's name, the defenseman plays in the Quebec league. So, uh, so he's, he's doing very well also, and he's a big fucking boy. He's Dude. a lanky kid, but, uh, yeah. So, so hopefully it looks like our defense is doing well. I believe, um, I don't know statistically wise, but I've read a lot of good stuff, uh, about how Seth Barton's been playing for grand Rapids too. Uh, he was a pick from a long time ago that played college and, and now he's finally got an NHL contract and in grand Rapids. And I think he was hurt last year. But uh, he was a guy that uh, that I thought was pretty good when he was drafted, and uh, you know got got a couple injuries and got derailed. But 
how uh, how wild is training camp going to be next year with all these fucking guys trying to get roster spots? It's going to be nuts, man. I mean, the the problem is like, well, not a problem. It's a problem you want to have, but yeah. like, what happens if we do say like like we always talk about if we get a Brad Lambert, mm-hmm. um, or let let's to to go right to because let's go away from Lambert and go right to Shane Wright because he'll be in the NHL next year and maybe Brad Lambert won't be. What if we, yeah, if we get a Shane Wright, what Joe Valeno and Michael Rasmussen show up to training camp and don't know if they're going to be on the team. What would be your, if we do get Lambert or Wright, what are your four centers next year as of right now? Not knowing, not knowing anything else. Larkin. Um, if, if right, then right. I don't think Lambert, um, I mean, he could, again, you know, how much do we Who see knows? him? We saw him yeah. a little bit at the juniors where he fucking was unbelievable, but, um, yeah, we don't really know. I mean, they, the scouts know the teams know, but we don't because we don't really see him, but yeah, he may be an impact player in the right away. Um, so let so, so just to be devil advocate, I'll say, okay, Lambert's in the NHL next year. Then it's either right. Lambert, um, Larkin, Valeno, he shooter. Yeah, and then what? And then on the got, wing. And then, yeah, and then you got to. I mean, I just look at the the guys that are natural centers on our team. Yeah, yeah. I move Ras to the wing, I guess. And, and do we have Suter next year too? He did sign a two year deal, right? I think he's on a three. I think he's got two more years. Oh, oh, okay, three year deal. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and then Pew Suter, I guess. Yeah, like like Fabry's already been moved to the wing because he's a natural center in St. Yeah. Louis. And uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think Rasmussen and Fabry are better wingers than they are centers, though. So I think it makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah, I, I, even Nemesnikov's a natural center, and he's definitely a better winger. Put him wherever the fuck you want. The way he's played this year, man, and uh, yeah, and uh, not not that he's a natural center, but fuck Adam Ernie, can, will fucking yeah. Adam Ernie will jump in front of a fucking bus to stop a fucking paper from blowing away. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that guy blocks <laughs> fucking shots. Man. Dude, he loves it. He just loves eating shots. It's crazy. Yeah, this guy must be fucking black and blue. If you didn't know he was a pro hockey player, I guarantee somebody would think his wife beat him up. Oh yeah, as a UFC fighter. It, remember that yeah. one game? It, it was early on in the year, but Ernie ate like three shots in a row at home. The crowd was that, like, yeah, oh! that was the ESPN game with uh, Buchigraz. Yes, that's right. It was against. Yeah. Uh, he was like, "What is going on? This is Carolina. unbelievable." Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was Carolina. Good yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that was probably the fucking. You know what? <laughs> and for that to happen early on, and for it to be Buchigraz calling the game and not Leah, um. I think that that really helped and to have that play and Bouchergras just getting so excited about it. I think it, it probably <laughs> helped ESPN with getting hockey back uh, to their, to their fans, to the, to their ESPN people. Yeah. Shots up. Uh, Bucci, not, not like whatever fucking TNT is doing, but yeah, good for Bouchergras. But uh, yeah, that guy's sick for hockey. For if, sure. if you got a TNT offer and you fucking gave up on it for ESPN, you fucking failed because you fucked up TNT is doing things. And I mean, I think we kind of knew when TNT announced that they were getting it, that um, it was going to be way better. And then ESPN announced they were getting it at the same time. And I think it was kind of known that TNT is about to blow ESPN out of the water. Because out of the fucking water. Like, you see what TNT does with fucking basketball. And they do a fuck, uh, great job. Yeah. And then to have Barkley going up in the NHL studios, too. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, they have to like it. When, when Wayne was fucking sniping on them. 
Yeah, they've done unbelievable jobs for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. NHL stuff. Um, mentioned the trade deadline, trade deadline a couple times, but. Oh, been... okay. Let's start with the worst thing that happened this oh, week. Oh, sure. The NHL. Well, okay. Maybe not the worst thing that happened. The worst if you're the Philadelphia Flyers general manager and you gave Rasmus Ristolainen in Holy 5.1 shit. for five. <gasps> what has he done this year? To get know, that he contract. He fucking tied his own skates. Fuck. I like I would be surprised if he had 20 points right now. I'm gonna look it up. You want to keep talking? Yeah, also, yeah, I don't think he has 20 points. The worst thing really what happened in the last week was uh McKin- well, I don't even know if it was even this week or last week. McKinnon fucking going ape shit on uh Dyson Mayo. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nuts. I watched the I clip. was just yeah, I mean, Mayo got him. Mayo got him, but it wasn't like an intentional high stick, but he did clip him. And I mean, but, but yeah, McKinnon just ragdolled him. And then, he I did. mean, you know, we like fucking uh, Biz went right off on him. I think it's fucking, was it was funny. just hilarious that Biz said the fucking person he flipped off was Biz's aunt. And then the way Whitney was like, your aunt's just a dirty best nut like you are. <laughs> uh, so in 51 guess how many points he has in 51 games and he got a five by five five and a half by five does he have more than 20 points he has less than 20 points he has 13 then he has 15 points oh that is a fucking joke yeah a five and a half by five for 15 points in 51 five, a lot of five, five was five one or was it five and a half oh, was it a five one even better for what i was going to say so 51 games either, either way it's fucking four million dollars too much for him Dude, and yeah. four years too long of a deal, or t- at least three years too long of a deal. He's 27 as well. Wow. Wow, is he really? I thought he was like 25, maybe. Christ. Uh, but yeah, trade rumor stuff as well. It looks like uh, Chickering's going to be on the move. Um, Florida is uh, rumored. Pittsburgh's being rumored. Minnesota being rumored. Um First take, where could you see him going out of those three teams? Or if you have another team. I heard he's getting a full ride to Arizona State next year. Really? That's <laughs> sick. Good for him. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'd get the fuck out of there too, Shukran. I don't know where he's going to go, man. Hey, I don't know quick, because the- he's going to he's gonna come. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you finished the point about Shukran, and then I just want I, uh, I to make fun of Arizona for a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. I like to do that. Um, okay. Just because they're so pathetic. <laughs> it's not that I have anything against the team. They're just pathetic. No, just a bunch of, um, yeah. yeah. He, he's gonna fucking. First off, Arizona's commanding a haul for him, a which rightfully they prospects. should. Rightfully yeah. they should. And I just, you know what? Yeah, that's what they're asking. And there's been offers. And I'm sure there's been good offers. And they're sitting tight till the last second, till somebody panics. And just gives them the fucking farm. Here like you go. You, said, you, want, you want a first, a second, a fucking fourth, and three picks, or in three prospects? Yeah, okay. Oh, you want fucking a, an NHL roster player too? Yeah, okay. Fuck it. Yeah, let's get weird. Oh, yeah, you no. gotta, oh we got to give you $5 million to make up his cap hit? Yeah, you want this guy too? Fuck. The asking price that was reported from uh, Wisinski was a first and two top prospects. So that, that's a pretty heavy price but i think that's that makes sense so what so so what were those teams you said were rumored minnesota uh minnesota pittsburgh and uh florida so and 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 two nhl prospects or two prospects two top prospects 
So if you're Minnesota, you got to give them a first round pick. Matt so and Boldy. so and Matt Boldy. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt Boldy's Boldy the guy and... that's got to go. And that's the thing. I mean, Shikran's great, but are you you want to move Matt Boldy? And he's a two top prospects, so you probably have to toss in. Well, yeah, I don't know who else has got Marco Rossi going, but oh, yeah, I I watched him play. I think, yeah, you know what? Two top prospects. You're right, Ross, Rossi, and Boldy would be the guys, and then a first. Now you've given up your last three first round picks. I I don't know when Boldy was drafted. Oh, real quick about the game last night when I was in the second uh, level. These fucking clowns behind me—they were Iowa Wild diehards. They had like the jerseys, like signed jerseys and shit. They were shitting on Marco Rossi the entire game. Oh, how'd he play? He didn't play like, I don't know. He had a, he had a wide open net and broke his stick on the shot. Not his fault. Broke the stick. Um, he's a great skater. He definitely is going to be a 200 foot player. Um, but wasn't yeah, super I mean, lights he, he out. He had really bad uh, COVID complications. Like a yeah. whole year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he, obviously he's better now if he was playing last night. He, like he, he's a great skater. Like I said, like he's busting around out there, but still a young kid. He's undersized. So he was the time. guy that I wanted us to draft. Yeah. I like to, he's got a, cannon of a shot he, as was, well. he was cider's draft right cider uh 2020 so cider yeah cider. raymond was last year no yeah you're right geez it's fucking getting confusing edvinson was last year then raymond was cider was 19 right so raymond's draft class on yeah uh yeah okay oh well, i mean i either way cider or raymond i'm happier with them but oh uh, well right so rossi had the setback but uh you know i think he, he'll do well he'll yeah uh, he'll be the guy that i did want detroit to pay, take uh he was an ohl player yeah, he'll be a guy for I sure. Saw, yeah. Now we talk um, about the wild so much. Everybody's going to think I actually just have a wild fucking jersey on the wall. It's going to become like a wild <laughs> Red Wings podcast. Yeah. No, everybody's <laughs> just going to be like, well, the guy's got a Red Wing and a wild jersey hanging. And the other one's he going to his, wild games? What the fuck? He put yeah. his own fucking name on it. They're talking about going to Iowa wild games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another guy who's probably going to get moved is uh, Tyler Mott. It looks like the only team that's like realistically going to pay the price they want is Tampa Bay and the rumor is Barclay Goodrow and a late round pick for Tyler Mott straight up. Barclay Goodrow and what? And a later on draft pick for Tyler Mott. I thought you just said Tampa was rumored to go to get him. Goodrow doesn't play for Tampa. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. A, a, a type of ad like Goodrow, so whatever they gave up, similar package oh. to get Tyler Mott. I just probably butchered that. Oh, oh, so Tampa would give up something similar to what they get. Well, I think they give up like a first and a third for Goudreau, didn't they? It, it, um, I could be off. I, maybe I think that's it was what they a gave first. up for Blake Coleman, but. Yeah, it was a first round pick. Yeah. Christ. I, I mean, I think that's a lot for Tyler. I, for Ty, yeah, that's too much. Um, oh, speaking of, do you know who Connor, Connor Bernard Tampa, Tampa might wish right now they still had fucking JT Miller. Oh, baby. Yeah, Christ. Sorry. Do you know who, what, do, do you know who, who? Bernard's favorite player is? Connor McDavid? No. What's right? Tyler Mott. Oh. Isn't that awesome? Tyler fucking Mott? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's weird. Like, <laughs> that'd be like if I, when I was growing up, if my favorite player was Aaron Ward. My favorite player was Franz Now Milken. I just shit on Aaron Ward and he's from fucking Windsor. He's going to come fucking find me or something. <laughs> yeah, he's going to find the casino and kick your ass. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've been in subscribed at the casino. <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, we actually grew up in the same neighborhood, me and Aaron Ward, but at different oh, times, really? obviously. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, it looks like Patrick Kane's not gonna get moved. Uh Barstool Chief is adamant that he has some inside sources that he's not gonna be moved. So um and the front office is gonna Who work with- can take him? You'd have to Chicago would have to eat my five million bucks. 
Uh, that Somebody can't of, pay. Wait, what's his head? 11? 10. Oh, and the contract's like 13, though, right? But the hit's only 10? Yeah, man. I don't know. 10's a fucking tough. Chicago would be lucky to get that off, though, because Taze has got the exact same hip for the exact same time. How many they, How many years they got left? Three or four? I think they have two more after this year. Or maybe, th- maybe it's three more. Oh, yeah. Those were, what, 13-year contracts? Yeah. Um, some yeah, guys, I mean, $10 million is just a lot of fucking money. They, they, yeah, whatever team they would trade for would have to, like, give up a bad contract and pay more assets anyway, so it's... Yeah. If I was a GM like, of Chicago and I didn't like Patrick Kane and he didn't have a no-move no clause, I would just fucking rip and fucking send, a, like a, send him to Arizona. Be like, fuck oh you, go God. die in the desert. <laughs> they oh can afford you, bye! <laughs> Um, Kyle Davidson was announced as their permanent GM. Um, but it seems like he's very committed to having, uh, Kane for sure. And probably Taze like in the mix for the future. Like they're going to help the front office. Like, because Kane's just a hockey nerd. Like he just knows. Yeah. Those are guys like, like Iserman or, you know, Shanahan guys that'll just stick with, yeah. you know, they'll not Shanahan, but uh, like Lindstrom, Cromwell, whatever, whether, whatever the time frame is, they'll be in the organization, whether it's a yeah. right away or whether like, you know, Lindstrom where he didn't know, or whether he was just taking time to, you know, do his thing after in Sweden, yeah. devoting 45 years to hockey. And now he's like, oh, okay, let's get back into hockey now. Uh, also some, even a couple news. years back, his sons were at wings prospect camp. Who, uh, Lindstrom's? Lindstrom's, yeah. Maybe oh, fucking five years ago or something. They weren't, they didn't even play in the Swedish hockey league, though. And I was like, why are they here? Oh, yeah. cause they're Lindstrom's. I get it. I, you got to take a look, you know? Yeah. Why not? Uh, some news that came out. It seemed like Thomas Hurdle up until recently was in the trade block, but it looks like they're going to try to re sign him now. Um, San Jose is. In kind of, I wouldn't say similar position as the Red Wings, but they're outperforming expectations significantly this year. So it makes sense to try to bring him back. He's 27 years old, pending UFA. Um, Hurdle, yeah, man, he's good. He's real good. Um, and and the team that I could see him, or that I would say I could see him going to, but I can't see them going because San Jose wouldn't fucking do that, is L.A. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, L.A., man, L.A., LA had a, for whatever reason, was supposed to be fucking at the bottom and they're fucking what second in the fucking division or the conference uh, team, their yeah. division. And, uh, and Rob Blake has done a really well, a really good job of drafting well and um, not losing picks and, and developing that they have the fucking property, the, the proper things in place that, they can go out and steal a couple trades this year because they can yeah. throw some prospects that are top prospects and they'll go, oh, yeah, we got more. They they have a really good uh, farm team right they're now. They're really in like a, yeah, they're like really in a dream position. You know, like like you said, they probably have the best prospect pool in the yeah, league. Yeah, and, and they were supposed to be fucking dead this year. Like they weren't supposed yeah. to be a fucking anywhere. So yeah, the good fact for them, that their, fuck their yeah, farm man. teams doing or their prospects are doing so well and they're they're at a playoff spot and. Yeah. yeah, fuck. And I mean, you have every if they if they can not even sneak in the playoffs, they get in the playoffs and win yeah. a round. If they win a round, I'd be scared because you Dude. got the guys in place. You still have the core of your team from 10 years ago that won two Stanley Cups. What's their cap? You still have Brown. You still have Quick. You still got Doughty and Kopitar. Yeah. You and have everything cap- in place that they could fucking run it. 
their cap space is really good too. Like they're in a really, really fortunate position. I think they have. Yeah. And Brown's big contracts coming off after this year. Yeah. They actually have a lot less than I thought. They only have like right around a million dollars of cap space, but like but I, said, Brown's- I don't think they really need to go out and make, well, I mean, they could, a small but if, they, if they, yeah, if they don't, they can still, like I said, if they get in the playoffs and win around, fuck, <laughs> man it's a whole new game now the playoffs was a whole new season and and the element you need is the experience and they're just fucking dripping with it yeah 100 percent um some other news that came out recently as well uh rumors that the maple Leafs are looking at buying out peter morazic and then looking at the uh, deadline to make a move um one of the names that came up was mark andre fleury and that is a whole saga we can get into as well um and i say this like four episodes ago the leaves need mark andre fleury to win the fucking stand to make a stanley cup run and now everybody's talking about it so yeah, we got but, a lot more listeners than we think because even biz talked about it yeah yeah no the, the situation with mark andre fleury is really like liquid right now it comes out like once a week that he's like, I don't want to move. Now yeah, it I came out move. last week. He didn't want to move. Now he wants to go. He said he would go First, to a contender. He didn't even want to play in Chicago. Right. He also said, though, that he would go to a contender if it makes sense for him. So I don't know if um, Toronto makes sense for him. I guess we're going to find out pretty quickly. But um, that would be interesting for sure if they buy out Morazic and go after uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. And they, it would be interesting. They can't afford to buy out somebody because uh, that's yeah. just um, two million bucks on you. I mean, try to fucking send Morazic for the goaltender. You know, give him Morazic. Say you got to take Morazic too because right. they want yeah. that fucking – now they realize that Morazic is not a starting goaltender. Morazic has never been a number one bona fide goaltender. They thought he was, and now they realize Jack Campbell is, and oh, we don't. Well, he's been struggling a lot, to, but they don't got a goddamn dime to give Jack Campbell on a new contract. He'll get. Yeah. He's going to go out. He's going to get six times eight at least. Eight. Sorry, eight million for six at least. I bet he gets. He's been struggling though. Oh, uh, maybe not. That's a lot for a goaltender right now. Yeah. In a flat cap. He'll like get five by. million bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say four by four make, but again though, like he's been having a pretty tough go as of late. Um, but it doesn't really yeah, take man. away. He's from- a guy. I, I mean, he played here in Windsor for the Spits. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on one of their when they won back to back Memorial Cups. He was the goalie for the second one, and I just I and then he was drafted tenth overall by Dallas. He, uh, I think he was supposed to go to Michigan um, after the U.S. development team, and he decided to go. Uh, uh, go to Windsor because they had drafted him and, and forego college and fuck. And probably because Windsor had such a great team at the time too. He was probably like, yeah, I'll go do a one year fucking win, a, win a championship and head. Cause he was, I think 10th or 11th overall. And he was fucking unbelievable for Windsor. And I was like, this guy is going to fuck it. And then he didn't, and then he didn't go anywhere. And right. then all of a sudden he popped up and it was like, Oh, Hey, takes a while. Seems like everyone loves him too. But some of the other names that were Hey, and guess what? He's got a Stanley Cup on his resume too, because he backed up John Quick a year in LA. So Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Ber- Bernier was his backup one year, and the two years later, Campbell was the backup. There you go. Um, some other names that were floating. And then out. they were both Toronto Maple Leafs too. So maybe Jack Campbell's coming to Detroit. No, we don't need just Sebastian Yeah, it's like the one thing we actually <laughs> don't need. You know? Yeah, we're actually the first for the first time in a long time. We are fucking flea goaltenders are just blooming. Bednar, and, Gosa, yeah. Nadalkovic. It's like what and and at this time last year, we were like, all we Fuck. need is a goalie. All we need is a goalie. Now we're like, how do we get rid of these goalies? <laughs> right. 
some other names that were floated for Toronto's Maple Leaf help is uh, Braden Holby, James Reimer, Anton Forsberg, Yaroslav Halak, and that I can't say his name, the goalie from fucking uh, Arizona, the Jake or whatever. Oh, uh, Vizmelka. There you go. Can never say his name. Uh, the Rangers are no longer interested in JT Miller, it looks like. Um, Ricard Raquel, though, is on their radar, says. Um, who reported this? Sorry. Arthur Staple of The Athletic. I think this is going to be a pretty sexy deadline. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot, a lot of moves, I think, especially because, like, we talked, like, they're just did a lot of different expectations and or a lot of different um, outcomes to expectations. Like the Montreal Canadians didn't think they'd be where they are after going to the fucking taking the back, taking the defending cup champs to fucking the finals. Yeah. You don't think you'd be dead last and a team like LA regroup for a fucking rebuild. And now they're a playoff team and a a very good team. So there's going to be a lot. And then in the flat cap era too, it's there's going to be a lot that has to be done to, you know, we, maybe we couldn't do it in the off season, but now we figure we can move it now because somebody didn't turn out the way we thought, or yeah, I think it'll be. And again, you have to, you're going to have to be aggressive because of the flat cap. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of moves. Uh, I forgot to mention this uh, a minute ago, but this is the last thing I had. Uh, yes, Barry cook on the Emmy was extended on his contract four and a half or 4.4 million. Uh, for eight years. I mean, I think that's very surprising as well. Four and a half for eight years? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Wow. Now Montreal's going to want to murder Carolina for fucking stealing him. Dude, he's, because he's, that is a huge steal of a contract. You think so? I thought it was like... For eight years? Yeah, he might not be playing well right now, man, but eight years? He's going to be a very good fucking player. And yeah, that's and gonna I, be really cheap in four years when the cap goes back. When we when we see the cap, true. Move again. That's a good point. I I think also like I I do really trust Carolina's front office. Like they have a good front office. So if they see potential in this guy, and they probably will struggle with cap shortly too. They're a contender. I, yeah, I think sense to have this guy. I think if a, you're a Carolina fan, they probably feel the way like we feel as Red Wing fans. Uh, maybe even a little more comfortable with how how the executive ship is. Like, yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah. I'm. I I think Detroit is the most comfortable, obviously, with Steve Eisman. But yeah, their GM and and the way they put a team together and Rod Brindamore and yeah, they're they're they got fucking they got fucking uh, the opposing team's Zamboni driver winning games for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much all I had. Well, actually, yeah, he wasn't even the Leafs Zamboni driver. He was the AHL Toronto Marley Zamboni driver. Even better. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. What else? Do you have anything else? No, not much. Uh, yeah, not really. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll have this episode out uh, pretty soon here. But yeah, we'll talk soon, and we'll get the um, the uh, live stream stuff figured out for uh, deadline day. Yeah, what is that, like eight, nine days from now now? The 21st. So, yeah, eight days. All right. Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking right. sell Letty. Let's sell Stall. Fuck, man. Zadina. Fucking... Lashoff might be fucking top four defensemen by the end of the year when we sell yeah. all these We're going to have Dan Renouf. All these yeah. guys up. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Sounds good. Good talking. Hey, maybe Lydia and Cronwall will play. 
fuck it let's do it they got contracts (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) all right see you man yeah man take care